You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. I've been a customer of his for 15 years and I didn't even know he cut hair. (laughs) 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 Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via Von Condios. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 141, the Arrivederci edition. <laughs> so the Arrivederci edition. So, wait, that's Italian, isn't it? Yeah, that's why oh, I was fuck. intrigued by that. <laughs> <laughs> the Icaramba edition. <laughs> Hold on, okay, so let's try that again. Let's do that again, okay? So, recording live via via Condios, because I fucked that up, too. I practiced that all week. <laughs> and then you blew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so recording live via via Condios. I am your old pal, Sanders. I'm your good buddy, Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 141, the Icaramba edition. <laughs> <laughs> That's much better. Uh, too bad I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to let it play through. Yeah, I think it's funny that way. <laughs> so last we left <laughs> our hero, uh, you were uh, on stage at an After Hours Azteca Donkey Show, I believe. No, yes, no need, yes, no at the donkey the show. No need to listen to the previous episode. That's that's what happened. That's where live. That's where live is. Um, and then Starcross lovers meet. Yada yada yada, and you come back to uh, to New Orleans. Basically, yep. sums up sums up your trip. Uh, so we last we chatted, you were in Mexico. Yes, we just kind of gone through like the first day. Like, yeah. A little bit about why you chose Mexico, what your plan was, and um, why I want to go back. Getting there, right? We talked a little bit about your your Airbnb and walking around yeah. the town on uh, on the first day, and you're kind of getting acclimated. But you did a lot while you were there. Yeah, I kind of exhausted myself, man. I really should have stretched it out for like at least. A full seven days. I mean, had I known, had I known before what I know now, I would have gone there for a bit longer. But so is I that could have just chilled out? Is What's that, that your thing? Is that your thing? Is that like your mo? Like, because I feel like all of your your visits places are kind of quick hits. When you went to Chicago, you're only there for a couple. Yeah, nights. but I was because the real the reason was. Well, hey, at the first cost, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, listen, man. I'm with you. When I was in Chicago, I stayed in a nice hotel that was costing almost two bills a night, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> this time, I mean, yes, it different cost a little bit. Of course it did, you know? Like, because if I'd stayed another two days, it would cost me another 90 bucks for a room. But that wouldn't have been that big of a deal. It was that... Uh, and it wasn't like the other issues where it was always like I had a job where I didn't have official vacation time, you know, so it was like I was always straddling just to take a few other times. It was straddling just so I could get back to the office, you know. So if all things are equal, you know, financially and and you got somebody to take care of the dog and, you know, all those little little 
things that go into to allowing somebody to go on vacation. What, uh, can you, can you go on vacation for like ten or twelve days and just be like, oh, I'm kicking back and relaxing? Because I can't. I get. I mean, I don't. Uh, I mean, like a vacation. You mean like a real vacation, not being unemployed, right? <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I've never done that. You know. Yeah. I um. I I've have a never- hard. I have a hard yeah. time because I get anxious. I get like anxious about going back. Not yeah. that I'm worried about what's going on when I when I'm gone, but knowing that I have to get back to it gives me a little yeah. bit of anxiety. So like I was gone, I was up in the Poconos uh probably for like 9 or 10 days. I left on a Friday. Yeah, you were there a long time. And came back on a Monday. So that's like 10 or ten, ten days or so. And like the last day or two, I started dreading going back. You know, yeah. so like I lost a day or two of the vacation because I couldn't just accept the fact that like, hey, listen, life goes on. This is going to end someday. You're going to go back and you have to go to fucking work. Just deal with it. <laughs> I was getting that anxiety on the day I was coming back from this just because I knew I had to get back to. Start figure out what the hell I was gonna do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but in the, general, the short duration of the trip had had nothing to didn't have to do with the fact that you were you wanting to get back to start the job search, right? You just said, no, hey, not at all. Okay, all right. It had the fact that hey, I was going to a huge city I'd never been to before. Where I didn't speak the native language. I was gonna be alone. So it's like. Do I know whether I'm going to want to be, like, if I'm there for, like, three days and I'm, like, miserable and I can't coexist, you know, it's like, and I'm alone, like, I'm going to be really pissed off if I got another seven days of that ahead of me or something, you know? Yeah, when, when, uh, when the ticket agency and I parted ways, uh, and it was, a it was not amicable and it was not a, a mutually agreed upon situation. So it kind of took me by surprise and left a real bad taste in my mouth that night or that, uh, no, that the end of that week we went up to Plymouth to go visit the, the Peters family, the Peters yeah. Plymouths, and, um, like wow, the Peters is of Plymouth, the Peters is of Plymouth. And that was okay because I needed to see some people, and and you know know that people didn't think uh you know I was as useless as I thought I was or that that the ticket agency thought I was yeah uh, so that was good but on the heels of that trip which was just a road trip we went to Vegas for Angie's 30th birthday and she said hey listen do you think we should do this maybe we can cancel the trip but one we'd already paid for it and two it was her 30th birthday we talked about it forever right and uh it was it was the worst not for me because listen i had a good time i i was still anxious about what was going on and coming back with no job etc etc but i was zero fun like yeah i ruined two people's vacations (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know when i wasn't a moping puss bag i was uh drunk and incoherent and 
you know, it's supposed to be Angie's birthday. She's supposed to be having fun. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm, I'm like a lump of shit. Yeah. Or like dragging, you know, dragging the party down. We'd meet fun people and I'd be like Debbie Downer. Um, so I know that feeling of like jetting off with, with seemingly no care or no responsibility in the world. But really at that point you have all the care and all the responsibility in the world. It's the opposite, yeah. right? I mean, I didn't start feeling anything about all that shit until I was coming back. Cause then it's like, cause while I'm there, it's like fantasy land, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. and most people didn't know that I was, you know, my situation. You know, I think most people still don't know my situation. Most people that I know, you know. So, <laughs> so when you were in Mexico, you didn't say "Hola, uh, mi nombre es Mateo. Yo no tengo emplazar." You say "Me llamo Mateo." Me llamo Mateo. No emplazar. I don't yeah. have a job. Yes. I don't work. <laughs> yeah. My kid. Independently wealthy gringo. <laughs> All right, so you're in Mexico. You're feeling good about it. You're having a good time. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I definitely would have gone back, you know? So, I mean, that was why I only was there for five days, just because I had a lot of nervous anticipation before I went there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know? Right. So, um yeah, so Friday, the first day, you know, because you got to kind of hit the ground running, you know. I got up, went, had breakfast, went to the Freedom Museum, you know, then went to the other museum downtown. I was feeling real sluggish, you know. But then I was like, can I get home? Went to the, went to the Lucha Libre. So Lucha Libre was your first thing? No, like no, for, no, no. Like no, when did you? I was at nighttime. But it was like your, it was like beginning of your trip. First day, yeah, yeah, it was the first day, because what I'd read about everything was Friday night seemed like the night you want to go, you know. Friday okay. night seemed like the bigger show, and me they 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 do it in two different arenas, and on Friday it's at Arena Mexico, which is the the bigger arena, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So it's the bigger production. And they also do it at Arena Mexico on Sunday night, too, I guess. But I think it's more um, – the tickets are cheaper and stuff for Sunday. So I think it's a more modest production. Yeah, and yeah. also, as we learned last episode, I believe it's the Familiar Domingo, right? Domingo Family Sunday. Familiar, yes. Domingo Familiar. So it's yes. Sunday, Sunday Family Day. Yes. Uh, and the other one they do it at is Arena Coliseo. Um which the iPhone camera app needs to fix because even though I was at Arena Mexico, all the pictures are tagged as Arena Coliseo in the photo app. You know, <laughs> um, what? How big is the How big is the arena? Probably, I think in total, it's probably from what I read. I think it probably says seventeen thousand seats or so. Oh, holy shit! Yeah, I mean it's it's a decent it's. It's probably like 60, 70-year-old arena, something like that. I think it might have been built in the 50s, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Do, they have a, do they have a big indoor arena uh, that, that hosts modern uh, professional sporting events? You know, like, uh, you know how the NFL goes to Stadium Azteca uh, once I, a year? They'd probably do it at Arena Mexico. That's where they would do uh, it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I think that is where a lot of stuff is done. Because it's like the big arena in Mexico City. So, like the Pelicans. I don't know if there's something more modern. What's that? 
the Pelicans were going to play the Spurs in like a one-off international game in Mexico City. Uh, they that's where they probably do it. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know if they have anything newer than that. You know, I mean, right. bigger, but it's got all the trappings of like. I mean, it's obviously an old, older arena, and, and then on the other side of it, it's Mexican, so it's different than our arenas, you know. But like, you go inside, it's got the big video board up, you know, and it's it's got all kinds of pyrotechnics gone and lights for the, um, you know. I mean, it looked. Most people aren't sitting. I don't know if they. I don't know if they just didn't sell the tickets to that. Or if you could even buy them, but there are upper level. There's an upper level of the arena, but no one was sitting up there, you know. All right. Either way, it's not some VFW hall. No, no, no. It's an actual. Uh, arena. It's legit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you got. We know you got good tickets. Third row. Yeah, which where I was sitting was technically the second row because I was like on the corner, you know. All right, all right. You know what I'm saying? How yeah. it is like the ones that are facing the the stage straight on. It would have been the third row, yes. but like when they make the turn, because it's only like a row of like five or six seats. I was in, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, okay, they cut out a row, so it's like the second row right there, and it's right on top of it. It was friggin' insane, you know. And I got in there a little later than it started because I think no one gets in there when it starts because the lines. To buy the tickets, even if you buy them online and have them waiting at will call, takes forever. Yeah. Because even if you get a will call, you still got to go wait in line. And it's not like you do will call here where it's like, oh, you bought these tickets and they look at your ID and they find the name and they pull the ticket. They still got to run your card. You know, <laughs> like lines, no lines work fast in Mexico City. And everybody's cool with that, right? Don't they? Does yeah. everybody just kind of accept that yeah. as a? Yeah, I mean they must accept it because, you know, everybody else at the wrestling thing was in line waiting for their tickets, you know. Right. And they just deal with it, you know, and that's the way they've been doing it for however many years that they've been doing it. So I guess everybody's cool with it. Uh, the one tip that I took from somebody that told me, gave me tips to go down there. Uh, was about when I went to the Freedom Museum about buying the tickets on your phone and showing the phone. You could skip the line. And and that was one tip that actually did work because when I showed up to that Freedom Museum, there were lines up. The line was up the yin-yang, you know, stretching way down the block to get in. And I just went and said, I already bought a ticket. And they're like, oh, all right, come through, you know. <laughs> so wait, at the Freedom Museum, who's going to the Freedom Museum? Every tourist. Yeah. So it's all tourists. Yeah, all I mean, tourists. I'm sure there's probably locals that go there. You know, just like locals probably go to the museums in New York, but it's probably usually majority tourists. Do are there a lot of Mexican tourists? Are other people coming from the West Coast to kind of spend the week in in Mexico City? I don't know. I mean, I could imagine there are. Yeah. You know, right? How could you tell? You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. It's not like I they mean, wear I, headbands. Yeah. I mean, they got probably, probably. I'm sure they got lots of student groups and stuff go to places like that, you know? Yeah, right. And you're not kicking up a conversation at happy hour with a bunch yeah. of people. And you're like, oh, I mean, you guys are from the East, West Coast? And, and obviously, uh, based on the pricing structure, you get a deal if you're a Mexican national, you know, or a student. Students in Mexican nationals get 
way cheaper tickets than outsiders, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Like okay. mine was like two hundred something pesos, like twelve bucks. You know, I think if you were like a a Mexican national, it was probably like seventy pesos or something, or fifty pesos, which I guess is just for the Freedom Museum. And you know, Free Museum is probably private technically because you go to all the other museums, and every other museum that I went to was like seventy pesos. Seemed to be the standard rate for museum entrance. You know. Okay. All right. All right. So, but at the uh, at Lucha Libre, are those locals? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It's, All right. Yeah, All right. like I couldn't, and that was one of the things I had, which kind of sucked, you know, because it was the first day I was there, and figuring out what coins are what. Now here's the thing: the five peso coin. Is a little bigger is the ten peso coin is a little bigger than the five peso coin. Problem is ten peso coin doesn't say any monetary value on it or it doesn't have the number written on anywhere that I know. And the five peso does, but it's hard to see, you know. Okay. At this point and I and I really wasn't certain because it was the first day I was there. So lady's gone around selling beer, you know. So I got a beer from her, you know, and she pours two beers in a big cup, and I give her my 100 peso note, and she gives me back what I think is 40 pesos, you know? Okay. Because she gave me back four coins, and it was all four of the same coins, so there was no differentiation. So I wasn't paying attention. I thought it was 40 pesos. So I went out later on, you know, got a hot dog, and I came back in. Because I was trying to buy a beer at the at the beer line out there, but it's another thing about lines. They don't work well in Mexico. <laughs> I couldn't get – it would have taken me forever because they like to drink these things called micheladas, which you might want to look up, you know? All right. So it's mich- like, michelada. Yeah, like Michelob except instead of obada, A-D-A at the end. All right. And they don't really do a great job of prioritizing drink orders. You know, like, you know, if you were like at an American place, they'd probably be like, all right. They'd have one guy just doing the micheladas, you know, one guy just doing the easy ones, you know, like regular beers, you know. Okay. So it's it, it's akin to uh, – it- if I had to describe it to somebody, I would say it's kind of like a Bloody Mary with a beer. That'd yeah, be almost like they dip it. it. Yeah, they they dip it like in this thick, like tomato paste type of stuff. Yeah, so it's beer with lime juice and hot sauce. See, if you're looking at Wikipedia, it's different than what you get down there. Okay, all right. Like what you get down there is literally like, you know. Like they take a paper cup, you know, like a depending where you are, what venue you're at, it's either a Corona or a Victoria beer cup, and they dip it like in this thick, like tomatoy paste, you know. Um, we'll see here. It says in Mexico City, the most common form is prepared with beer, lime, salt, and particular hot sauces of the chilies or chili slices, and they dip it in stuff which probably has all that stuff worked in it, you know, and. And they'd probably sell, but then they just pour the beer in the cup, you know? So they dip the cup in 
in the, yeah, like in the so, mixture. like the rim of the cup. Like every time you take a sip out of it, you know, you're getting a big sip of that out of the rim of the cup. You know. Oh, so it's more like uh, like a beer margarita kind of deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, because online I'm looking at it and everything is. Like mix the beer with the clamato juice and put in the hot sauce. Yeah, that's a real michelada. But this is just like your everywhere you go in Mexico. Like if you go sport an event, even when I was out on the canal, um, on the boat ride, you ask for a michelada. That's what you get. You know? Yeah. Okay. That's probably it's pretty just good. A lot easier. But um, I didn't. Eat, I didn't drink one until I went on the canals because i was just like what is this i'm not you know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i was like i just want a beer yeah right, right. um no so i so like but everybody and the mexican is, beer there is is the same as the mexican beer here right yeah i don't think there's any difference yeah you know? all right because you know like you go to curacao you can get uh, you can get a heineken and and amstel but they're not the same Heineken yeah, they have the Amstel Brights, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that's because it's a Dutch island. They're getting the actual shit made for Dutchies, I guess. Huh? Right, right. Yeah. So you get a Modelo or a El Presidente, and it's, yeah. what it's I was as shitty with, there as it was he, as it is here. Yeah, like I was drinking Victoria most of the time. That's what I was drinking at the because I, I mean, I, I did drink Corona like once when I was down there. Okay, I think that was at the baseball grant game and i drank corona but for the most part like you know everybody's always and i'm never a big corona fan corona's so bad corona's so bad even mexican people don't drink corona (laughs) yeah but but it's everywhere you know like it's like they're you know it's just like bud light or something down there you know yeah yeah, but victoria is another one of the one of their beers that i haven't seen i'm perhaps i've seen here but i've never taken note of it you know okay but it's everywhere down there you know, so because it was different, that's what I decided to drink, you know. Um, so then I go back to the seat, and I had like a 50 peso note a, and a couple of coins. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I was like, well, I guess it was 60 pesos. She's going to come and give me a beer. So I asked her a beer, and she gives it to me, and I give her the money. And she's like, no, nah. she's talking Spanish. And um, I was like, what? I was like, gave you enough, you know, and. And then she sits, no one was sitting in the seat in front of me, like they were out of their seat for a minute, so she sits there, and it was kind of like embarrassing, because she's telling the people sitting next to me, you know, (laughs) basically she's bitching about me, and she's like, she's like, Achenta, you know, and I was like, I was like, ah, and then I realized my mistake, it wasn't that I didn't know what Ochenta is, I was like, yeah, I know Ochenta, and I put a hundred pesos and gave it to her, because it wasn't a mistake of not knowing the numbers, it was a mistake of not realizing the coinage I had, you know, and that was the last time anything like that happened. (laughs) From that point on, you were on on point. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, all right, all right, now I got to do it. Because I hadn't had a whole bunch of experience with the coinage or anything at that point, you know? Right. You just took to throwing the five pesos away so you wouldn't get confused. (laughs) (laughs) I was just using them at the friggin' train station because that's how much it takes to ride the metro. Five pesos? Yeah. So what's that, like 30, 30 cents, right? Yeah, basically. 30 cents took me. It was 30 cents to get to the airport from, you know. I had to switch three trains, and it was thirty cents. <laughs> how was the uh, how was the subway? 
Is it underground or nicer? Probably, yeah, probably nicer than New York's. Oh, well, that's not saying much. That piece. No, of but shit. still, I mean, for five pesos a person. <laughs> yeah, right. Right for th- Right, exactly. Okay. Oh, does it cost you like two bucks nowadays in New York? At least, maybe two fifty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it wasn't bad. It was clean and modern. Mm-hmm. People are scared of it because people that go to Mexico and largely people that travel are people who are scared of everything. Yet they love to travel. Yet they're scared of everything. Right. They want to go on. They want to go on uh, group tours and stay at the Marriott. Yeah. You know. I'm going to ride an Uber everywhere. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, living in Curacao kind of spoiled me to that aspect where all the cool shit in Curacao, you had to be a local to know about it. Right. Yeah. Ranch. You know yeah. the the, um, uh, the ranch is so damn good. You know you you know that's not a tourist spot, although tourists tend to find it. Um, yeah. Well, because it takes you forty five minutes to ride from one end of the island to the other, so right. they're found. They're bound, or there might be people kind of like you and me that might be a little bit more curious to go look shit up before they go places. Yeah, yeah. So when we went to uh, Angela and I went to Germany, uh, her cousin was uh over there her husband is in the military and he was stationed in in one of the uh, military bases over there so like they're locals they took us to the local spots and it's yeah it's worth investigating you know but you got to have a little confidence you got to have a little uh a yep. little adventure in you and you can't be afraid to kind of walk down a, a you know a strange alley yeah, and I had a couple of experiences like that down there. Like, I decided I was going to go to a baseball game, you know? Okay. Because I know of the existence of Mexican League Baseball, you yeah, know? Yeah, sure, sure. And um, the team is the Diablos Rojos, but they just call them Diablos, you know? Okay. The Red Devils. Um, and uh, so I decided I was going to go there, so I had to look up. There's no... There's, there's no Trip advi- maybe there is, but I didn't see anything TripAdvisor talking about, oh, going to the baseball game, because no, not too many people are looking to go to a baseball game when they're on vacation down there. Right. You know? It, it's not like Lucha Libre. Uh, so I just, you know, with Google, with the Google Maps, you know, on the phone nowadays, it's so easy to get anywhere. Yep. So I was on a Saturday. Yeah, it was a Saturday. So I was at the uh, Anthropology Museum during the day. I was in there for like three to four hours in that damn place. And I was leaving there to go to the baseball stadium. I look it up, and it's just like, how to go? You know, I was like, fine, all right, that's what I'm going to do. And I got there, and it's like, it's within a park, you know, garden something or other, or jardin, but it's, I just know that's Spanish for garden. Okay. Um, so, uh... Spanish for garden. Uh, so, yeah, so where the uh, baseball stadium is, and I get out of the subway, and I got to walk around this huge park to get to the actual entrance to the baseball stadium. So you got to walk a few blocks around, you know? Yeah. And when I was walking down there, that's when I was like, um, that was one of, the, one of the few times, that was the first time 
I was like, oh, maybe I'm not in the best neighborhood, you know, because you walk down the street and you see trash and broken down cars and feral dogs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's uh, – <laughs> listen, I looked at uh, – what's the big travel guide that everybody uses? You know, like the Photos. What is it? Photos, right. Yes. In okay. in Photos Travel Guide, they say uh, if feral dogs and uh, strewn trash are present, you are probably uh, not in a good neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. As, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I know that because I live in New Orleans, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I was, but it was still daylight hours because the game was for like four o'clock, and this is already like at four o'clock when I'm getting there, you know. And then I, other, I wouldn't want to be there if nothing was going on, but no one messed with me, you know, as long as you walked by. And the second time was like that was on a Sunday when I went when I tried to go down to the. The canals and um, what is it? Xochimito, uh, this little technically, it's you know, Mexico City. I guess it's sort of like New York, you know, they don't call it boroughs anymore, but I think they used to call them boroughs. There's different parts, different areas that make up Mexico City, just like how Staten Island's technically New York City, you know. Yep, so this is this area called Xochimito, or Mito or whatever. Uh Church of Milto. And uh I I was gonna go there by public transportation because I looked it up, but problem was I'd read you know, this is on Sunday. I went out and got something went out and grabbed something to eat in the morning, come back. Oh, I ran an errand, I know that because I ran and got a post well, I'll tell you about that. So uh but then everything I was looking up, it was like, oh, the the things are right on the web were split. You know, some people telling you, you got to go on the canals. You know, you got to go ride the boat. And then the other's like, oh, watch out. It's a tourist trap. You know, so it's like noon. I'm by, back in the room. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to fucking do this. And then, But I'm at the point where I got to make a decision, you know. Okay. So I'm not going to do this today. And also, it's like the third day, and I'm kind of. You know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, that's one of the parts where I was like, man, I wish I had more time to stay here because I'd already committed going to the pyramids on Monday, you know, <laughs> and it's just like you kind of run down. Um, so, so wait, so wait uh, about the canals. Does New Orleans have canals? We have canals, but not canals you go riding in. Canal, okay. They're drainage they're, canals. They're purely functional. So it's not like Amsterdam where you're walking – through the street or uh, like yeah. Venice where they have yeah. the, the canals that are like running right through the city and you can hop in a boat and, and do your thing. Yeah, it's not like that at all. all right. Any I canal around here is to deal with the rains, you know? Okay. All right. I came up with this idea that I thought would be brilliant in Asbury Park if we created a canal system. <laughs> <laughs> the because- canal system in Mexico is a, it's a relic of the past because Mexico originally was like an island, you know, and there's like in the middle of this lakes. And I guess over the years they filled it all in and shit. You know? All right, hold on. I'm looking at this shit on my phone. So I got to go to, I got to go to Google maps. Bear with me here. Um, I hope, but uh, while I do this, I hope, uh, I hope Brian Peters has made note that our simultaneous Googling has been almost non-existent. And I have taken the mantle of master Googler. Yes. During our Googler conversation. Googler extraordinaire. 
<laughs> okay, so Mexico City. Brian's really going to love it that you're going to your phone to Google now. <laughs> well, no, I can't because now I need to go. I need to see this in, in real, in, uh, in high definition, 27 inches wide here. So while I pull this up, I, I came up with this idea of, of creating a canal system in Asbury Park because yeah. the ocean is a block away from the biggest lake in Asbury. Okay. And then there is another lake four blocks from that lake. And then there's another lake that's like half a mile away from the middle lake. So it's Deal Lake, it's the ocean, then it's Deal Lake, then it's Sunset Lake, and then it's Wesley Lake. And those are three major, um, not only tourist attractions in Asbury Park, but they are uh, communal areas. Yeah. There's festivals and fishing and all kinds of stuff. And we got a bunch of these dead-end ass streets, uh, you know, with nothing going on in Asbury. Some ideas to just to raise them, get rid of everything in there, and build some some. You're gonna become the gondolier. Yes. <laughs> You're from one side of Asbury to other. It would be it would be great. All right, I got Mexico City. Now, where are these? Uh, where did it's you a, stay? I stayed in the Condi, Condesa neighborhood. La Condesa. Okay, very good. Yep. All right, so you're in La Condesa. Um, where are... Like you like the local. <laughs> <laughs> La Condesa. Yeah, Condesa. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know what's so funny is that whenever... So, so we do New Orleans uh, geography bingo, right? And yeah. I always forget where the fuck you live. So I, but I always know that you're mid city Carrollton area. So I always go to Carrollton. And what's uh, Oak Street is is one of my major uh, landmarks. And what's the what's the other big street? Is, is, is it Carrollton? Carrollton yeah. Street, right? Okay. Yeah, those are the. Yeah, yeah. I, I look for that. Technically, uh, I'm more uptown Carrollton area. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So I got you here. You stayed here. Yeah. But I'm saying, the funny thing is, not that you sound like a local. You sound like one of these hoity assholes. We're trying to be local. Oh, good. You you. sound like a local. (laughs) Pardon pardon me for trying to speak the language. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You amped it up even more. Right. Right. (laughs) Por favor, me a me, Joe. All right. Very good. Uh, Go ahead. So where no, is the, so, where the canal? Xochimilto. Uh, it starts with an X. X O C H. Pro- Google will pop it up. I'm sure if you start doing it. Uh, you know. So it's it's like forty something minutes away from. Oh Jesus! Okay. Condesa. Yeah. Cho uh, Chocho Milko. Right. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. So then you go down here, and these are the canals. Yes. Right. So I was, I was, I was split upon whether I actually want to do it because you know you look it up. It's like, oh, this is something you have to do. Oh, you got to watch out. It's a tourist trap, and they're gonna fuck. They're gonna try to fuck you over. You know the 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 gondolier guys. Yeah. You know, which is true. They will try to fuck you over. Um. So what was an island? But what's that? What was it? What was the island? 
You said uh, that. I mean, I think if you went back a thousand years, all the shit was an island. You know, all so of. I don't know. I like old Mexico was like in the middle of water. I guess you know. But I think down there, I I don't know exactly. I mean, we're kind of getting deeper than we need to get right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't send me to the map and then leave me unfulfilled, brother. You, got, you told me there was a there was an island. Not all. We're not talking all of Mexico. We're talking about this one specific area. Well, Mexico City. I'm talking about. Sorry, I'm talking like the local now. Yes. When they talk about Mexico City, they just say Mexico. Yes, you hoity toity yeah, asshole. It, it, gets, it, it gets confusing too. Okay, you know, that makes you're sense. Used that makes yeah. sense because it's a it's a, it's a mountain. It's a mountainous region. Yes, it's in a valley. Yes. Okay. Very good. So we go down to Quetzalcoatl here, uh, Zocomilco, Chocomilco, uh, and I see the canals. All right, they're more canalish on a map than they appear on a Google image search. Google image yeah. search makes it look like you're just going down like a river. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks. You know, it's hard. To- I guess you'd have to look from the satellite because the now the canals are just they're just a tourist thing now, you know, like it's like they're not functional for any other reason than that nowadays, you know. Yeah. Um, but it uh, but the big thing there is like you know you go out and it's supposed to be no more than three fifty an hour per boat, you know, like per boat, not per person, because the boats seat. Anywhere from like eight to like sixteen people or something like that, you know. Okay. Uh, but for an hour, it's supposed to be three hundred fifty pesos, which is one of the things you'll read about how they're going to try to screw you because they. Uh, apparently, it's 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 also a very popular thing with locals still because I mean there were definitely lots of people that were speaking Spanish on those boats, you know, okay. the other boats that are out there, and it's like a big party out on the water, um, but. Because it was like 12 or something before I decided to go, I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to take the public transit option because that takes almost two hours based on Google Maps. So I took Uber. The guy didn't, you know, when you pull it up on Uber, you know, I just put in Chamilco because I don't know where the hell I'm going to go. But it, Uber, you know, it fills in an address, you know. I'm like, right. well, I guess that must be the main Embarcadero, you know, which is the, the Embarcadero where you go to hop on the boats, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I, so I just put it in. The guy drives me out there, and we get out there. And um, he brings me to the place that the address brings him to. And there's like a big fence, and a guard comes out. And he's like, "Oh, is this where you, the guard's like? What are you doing here?" And and then you know they're speaking in Spanish, you know. And they're asking me what I'm like. Canals, canals, and and then finally he's like, "Oh, embarcadero," you know. I was like, "See," and he. And he asks the security guy and tells him how to go there. Well, he obviously doesn't know where he's gone because then he asks some girl who's walking along the sidewalk where to go. <laughs> Wait, this yeah. is Uber? You're in an Uber car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Mexican local, but he probably never yeah, it's forty there. It's 45 minutes away. Yeah, I mean, I don't know places that are 20 minutes away from me. You know, if you don't hang out in certain parts of town or go through there, yeah, you don't of know. Course. Of course, yeah, totally. Yeah? Totally. But I kind of figured... You know, in fact, he was an Uber driver. You know, he, I figure he might have known about that because it's a big tourist spot. You know. Yeah. Um. 
So eventually you get to a point, it's within the town, you know, and no one goes to this town other than go to those canals. No tourist, you know? Because uh-huh. um, it's just like, you know, it looks like kind of like a poor run-down town, you know? Yeah. So, um, so we're in all this traffic, and I was like, I was like, I just want to get out here, man. I was like, I was like, Puedo caminar, you know? And I was like, Can I walk? Because I didn't know where it was. He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Derecho, derecho, go right, you know? Okay. And I was like, Okay. And I just got out and start walking, you know? And it was, it was technically where I got out. It was probably two miles away from there. You know, if not more, because I started walking, and as I'm walking down the street, I'm walk. It's the main street to this area, and I'm definitely the only gringo walking through these streets. Were you, you on know? Avenue Nuevo Leon? Probably. <laughs> yeah, and that sounds like that would be the main drag through town. It looks like, and there's a Embarcadero on uh, on this map that looks like it has uh, a ton of boats. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where you go for all that stuff, you know. And uh, I'm walking down. That was one of the times when I'm like, "Oh, geez, man. that was the second time when I was like, oh, this probably isn't the best place." <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but I came across like a cool old church, but they were doing Sunday services at the time, you know. So I didn't want to go up and, you know, I walked up and took a picture of it. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, they're doing services. I'm not gonna be at, be one of these tourist dicks and just go and pop in and start taking photos during church, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, but then I kept walking down, you know, and, uh, you know, there were lots of um, mechanic shops and all kinds of stuff like that, you know? It was kind of run-down type of area. And then I come across this huge market, you know, Bosque, as, they, as the term is, or Bosque, they might pronounce it, I don't know, which is basically like a big landscaping market, but it's a big public market. It runs... Like, basically, it's like two streets long, but they're not streets, just kind of set up like that. You know, it goes on for blocks. And I was like, well, I'm going to go in here. And it's, these are people from all over Mexico City, like an actual whole greater region that come there to buy, like, plants and all kinds of stuff like that to do, like, you know, the way people, you know, the way you go do stuff to do gardening around your house on the weekend, you know? Yeah, sure. And so I started walking through it because right away there was like the street corn, you know, the roasted corn on the stick. Oh, and Stuck you were excited for the street corn. Yep. Yeah. yeah, which is awesome, you know. And I was like, well, I'm going to walk through it because they probably got all kinds of stuff like that, you know. And it's just a curiosity anyway, yeah. you know. So I walked through there. came across a guy wearing a, uh, a guy who clearly had no clue what he was wearing, wearing a 2000 seven LSU BCS national championship t-shirt with a bear's cap, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he, he had no clue he was wearing, you know, wait, uh, why, why is that socially unacceptable? It's not socially unacceptable, but you see a lot of, you see a lot of people down there with clothing like that on that. It, like when it's like that, just like the old football jerseys, it's probably all stuff that ended up there. Like from people like in America that donated their shit to something. Uh, uh, okay, all right, all right, very good. And then you see people with new stuff, like the guy I saw with the Syracuse jersey. I had no clue what he was wearing. He literally had no clue what he was wearing. I had okay. a conversation with, well, not a conversation with him. I had a conversation with this friend that spoke enough English to translate to him why I wanted to take a photo with him. Okay, um, all right. 
Same with the kid I saw on the Friday, but he ran away from me. That was wearing a brand spank. Well, he was wearing. He was like a teenager. He was wearing a brand spanking new Syracuse orange Syracuse baseball cap, fitted baseball cap that had a big block S in blue, and it was orange and said Cuse on the back. You know that one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I called. I was like, "Hey, man! I was eating my street corn <laughs> again." <laughs> but I saw that too. Wait, this is your, this, this is not the street corn you ate on Nuevo yeah. Leon. <laughs> I think I did three times. Street corn's the best thing ever, man. Okay, very good. Uh, plus, it's it's on a stick, you know, like they yeah. you know they jam a stick in it, so it's very easy to yeah. walk around eating the street corn, you know. Sure, sure. And uh, plus, corn everything's corn down there. Yeah, you know, like. Carlos Mencia gets up there and calls everybody beaners, you know. Oh, because they eat these beans. You go to Mexico, yeah, they'll eat beans, but it's really about corn. Corn is everything. Like, you go to every museum and, you know, you read about the history, and it's all about, oh, the corn. Oh, well, this guy was big because he fried the rain to grow the corn. Everything's about fucking corn, you know. (laughs) So corn is everywhere, you know. Like, you know, like you go to a store here and you buy tortillas and you get like flour tortillas, which most people get, or you get the corn ones. There, you get corn tortillas. You, you get know? corn or corn. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess you probably get flour from somewhere, but by default, you're getting the corn ones, you know? Yep. Yep. Like, everything down there is corn. But when that kid, when I walked up to him, first comes to me and then two people came and they ran off. But what he was, and why I think he got spooked was, this is right after where I was on that Friday. They cleared out the area. I just wanted to get a photo of him with the hat, you know? Problem was, I had the corn in my hand. Had I not had the corn in my hand, away, well, just got the photo of the fucking kid. Uh, Wait. By surprise. I was like, why is this guy wearing a fucking Syracuse hat? What? Uh, <laughs> you turn around and everybody's just wearing Syracuse shit. <laughs> And, it's like uh, that scene in uh, it's like that scene in the jerk. These cans, someone yes, hates yes. these cans. He hates these cans. He doesn't want to put a hole in those cans. He wants to put a hole in you. <laughs> <laughs> You're running around chasing Mexican teens and tweens, yeah. trying to take their pictures. But then, what I realized when he, ran, he had a plastic bag over him, like literally, as I paid for the corn, that's when the cut. When I was out there, this is on the Friday. It's probably like around four o'clock or something, which is when they must do what they do because I. It was like for a couple of blocks. It was all these vendors. You you know, like when you go to, you know, yeah, like a street fair. So yeah, like well, like like the illegal vendors. Like when you're in a European country, now got their blankets out with all their shit on it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Okay. You know, and they're like for two blocks down this pedestrian mall. But I guess, you know, cars, you know, they must open up the cars in the afternoon because right when I was there, I come upon it and I get the corn from a guy, raise up, pay him everybody in mass. This is like at least a hundred damn vendors freaking all pack their shit up and start running off. Okay. That's, that must be the time of day, every day that the cops come and flush them out. All right. You know? All right. It, it was crazy. It went on for like a couple blocks and all of a sudden it was like, and this kid was one of those vendors. And he probably thought I was going to fuck with him. You know, so, that, so, I mean, he was cool with it, but the people with him probably got spooked and thought I was like somebody was going to fuck with him or something, you know? 
So when you came onto the uh, onto the Embarcadero, was yeah. it on your left? I was or... not the Embarcadero yet. I know, but when you eventually get there, is it going to be on your left or right? It's going to be on the right. Okay, so because I'm, I'm trying to uh, to place you here on my map. It's down in a, like a little neighborhood, and then you're then you really feel like you're in Mexico, you know, because you're walking down through all these little old neighborhoods, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So. And one side of it, one side's like a wall, basically, you know. And as far as I know, the other side's the canals, you know. Yes. Okay. I found it. I was just see. I'm trying to find the church, and I'm trying to find the. Well, there's the, so many churches, though. I'm trying to find your little, uh, your little market here. Yeah, the market. You probably pick it up. On, it was like about a mile away from the Embarcadero point. Um. So, but my thing is, the two ways things get down there is either people that donate them and they end up there, like you get it from like a thrift store or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, like the guy with the LSU hat and the, I mean, the LSU shirt and the LSU hat. I mean, the, the Bears hat. Okay. Um, that was definitely used merchandise, and he, de- you know, and he was he was a Mexican local, you know? Oh, bad news, bad news. There's more than one in Barcelona. long. There's one. There's more than one Embarcadero. <laughs> so yeah. now I'm fucked up. Did you go to Embarcadero Salitre? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to Embarcadero Primavera? I have no clue. Did you go to Embarcadero Belém de los Flores? Now I got. I got nothing here. I got no. Uh, my whole world is fucking blown. <laughs> All right. We can do this later. I just don't want to drag down the episode by looking it up myself. Calle Canal. Did that? Okay. You did. You weren't on the street that I that I said you were on. You there's. You could not have possibly been on that street. Okay. All right. I I have a new imaginary point in which my imaginary live is walking down the street. (laughs) (laughs) So you're you're in great shape here. Yeah. We're we're all good. We're all all good. Okay. All right. So, but basically, uh, like the guy with the LSU shirt, I had to take a picture of that, you know, obviously. But my theory is, and I started taking photos of this, like on the Friday when I, when I was down in that, that main, the historic district, when I I saw a guy with a Jamal Anderson Falcon shirt, a fat guy that was too big for this old Jamal Anderson Falcon shirt. Okay. You well, remember maybe, him? Maybe it was Jamal Anderson. Was it Jamal Anderson by any chance? Definitely was not Jamal Anderson. Because <laughs> I'd imagine... It's going to be Jamal Anderson. I'd imagine these days Jamal Anderson's too fat to be Jamal Anderson. Yeah. But he's too Mexican to be Jamal Anderson. Okay, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. So he... Uh, so I took a picture of that at first just because that's funny, especially since... The Falcons or the Saints rivals, yeah. but right after that, I see Terrell Owens, friggin' Cowboys jersey guy walking around that. I take a picture. And I was, I was like, I gotta start taking pictures of all these people in these old jerseys because I have a feeling this is gonna be a theme, you know. <laughs> and in that time, you know, I came across a Danny Cannell, even a Danny Cannell Giants jersey, which okay. is pretty funny. Right. Uh, I saw Jim Kelly picking up the garbage. Basic theory is that it either gets there through people that donate their stuff or like the guy with the Q's hat and the guy with the Q's jersey, which is new stuff. And then 
the guy I saw at the soccer game with the brand spanking new LSU hat. And you see a lot of that stuff to the newer stuff. That's What's probably the-, the stuff that ends up like if you, you go to a Marshalls or TJ Maxx. Yeah. You know, and they got like out of market, brand new, basically overstock stuff. Like I was okay. in yeah, TJ yeah, yeah. Maxx like a month ago and I saw Cleveland Brown shit in there. And nobody's selling Cleveland Brown shit in New Orleans except for like TJ Maxx. Right. You know, right. so that's how everything ends up there. But it was just kind of funny to notice, you know, all the the Danny Cannell jersey was that that might have been my favorite because it was like, man, not only is that guy like the most obscure, the least successful of the NFL <laughs> players whose jerseys I saw. It's like a, going back 20 years, man. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. You know, I mean, at least Jamal Anderson, that's that's back pretty far because he was on that Dirty Bird Super Bowl team, but he was like a decent player. Danny Cannell was always kind of crappy, in my opinion. You know, the fact that somebody somebody probably up in New Jersey or something on that Danny Cannell jersey or got it as a gift and threw it in to Goodwill or something some years back, and it ended up down there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so I went through that mark and it was very cool you know and there was like came across lady selling like the carnit she had the you know the chicharronas and then the carnitas you know basically all the parts of the pig so i got a bag of the of the carnitas you know which just walked around eating those even though i really wasn't even hungry anymore because i <laughs> need so much shit but it's like well when the hell else am i gonna see this shit you know right and then i i didn't get any but i did try them the day before from a from a vendor near the anthropology museum when I bought some other weird stuff, these little fried fish, like whole fried fish. They were like almost like anchovies or something, but they were bigger than that. Uh, he was selling crickets, you know. Uh, but he gave me a couple when I went out there, but then they had a guy out there and that's all he was selling. I was like, oh, but I already had the big bag of carnitas, you know, so I didn't get the crickets. <laughs> you know? Uh, but, but there's guys out there, you know, they're selling it. People on these little bicycles going through selling like coconut drinks, you know, all these type of different drinks and stuff. And then guys selling birds and bird cages and shit like that, you know. But uh, this is all just, you know, that's all a sideshow. Everything that's gone up and down to like all the big flower markets and tree markets are actually pretty cool because I walked in a couple of them just out of curiosity and they go back pretty far, you know. It was just kind of amazing. I was like, well, this is cool because I'm definitely the only gringo out here, you know. Right. There was nobody. And it's like that's that's kind of why I like not going on tour groups and all that bullshit because it's like I wouldn't have come across that any other way and it was really cool and I'm like well I'm glad that I came down here because I wouldn't have had I just said fuck Shochamilko I wouldn't have come across this cool friggin market you know yeah of course so then I decide well let me go see what's going on to Barcadero so then I threw it into Google Maps I walked there it was like a mile away from there and one of the tips I did read about it is like thing is you know the conceit you know more people than you and it's like if you're alone or with like one or two people you want to try to see if you can piggyback onto someone else's trip to defray the cost you know plus like who wants to be on a boat alone you know yeah, right right um so i so i finally get there and i walk out there and i walk out through the embarcadero that i was at which i can't remember the name of it but 
right away I see a group of like young people. It's like a guy and like four ladies. And I'm just overhearing them. They're negotiating with this guy, you know. Um, and I walk around the side to him, and I'm like, I'm like, habla, habla inglés. And one of the girls is like, oh, yeah, 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 we speak English. And I was like, well, here's the deal. I was like, I'm alone, but I want to ride on the boat. Can I ride with y'all? We can defray the costs. And um, she's like, yeah. And she tells the guy who was doing the main negotiating. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. He's like, so then they're negotiating with the guy. That, he's not the gondolier. He's just the guy you, you have to pay money to. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's like the gondolier uh, pimp. Yeah, basically. So then he walks off, and I'm like, oh no! And um, and I, and he, the gondolier pimp guy starts walking towards the front, like towards the exit of the place, you know. And I'm like, uh, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna get sold out by these people or not, you know. But then um, I just go hovering over it because I know they're negotiating over the price with him, and you know he's trying to charge them a bunch of money, and I'm like, well, you can't charge more than three fifty an hour. And I was like, you know, and they're like, well, do you have any proof of that? You know, and that's what he wanted. Uh, who's saying? That kid, who's calling that? him out on that? Who's saying he can't charge? Well, I was saying he can't charge more than that, and and they're trying to use it as an arguing point, you know? Yeah. But they have no evidence. I, but I had pulled it up on my phone, so even though you couldn't get service, you know, like if the last page you didn't close, it's still on there. Yeah. So I just opened up. I was like, look, here it is, you know. So then, they, so they got that as a negotiating tactic. And what is you know, that? I, it's, it's it's like the state law, the city law. It's a government law. Go, yeah. Okay. All right. Like, yeah, you go to the. It's a government website that says that, and then there's even a big sign. Like when I was in the car on the road in the when you're getting into that town, there's a huge sign there saying, like with it saying it, put out by the government. You know. Okay. Um, because obviously these people know they can usually fuck over the tourist. And the the thing is, they're going to screw you over anyway. The key is to make sure you don't get screwed over too bad. You know? Because at the end of it, these kids finally agree to something. And they turn. They start walking back. And I'm like, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not with you. I'm like, no, no. One of the girls like, no, you're coming with us. I was like, oh, cool. So they're like, yeah, I guess he wanted to charge an extra 100 for you, but now it's just 500 You know, would you still overcharge him? But I guess that's part of the deal. You you deal with it, you know? Right. So we get in the boat. I was like, all right, well, here you go. And I gave the guy 100 He's He said, oh, we'll be 80 apiece. The kid that was the main kid, Oliver. And um, he gives me back 20 pesos, you know. But And at the end, we all gave 20 apiece, and we tipped the gondolier guy 100 pesos. But I was like... You know, it, they, it turned out they were from Brazil, you know. About how old? Um, probably in their 20s. Okay. You know, maybe 30 or so. Okay. They were younger people. You know, I didn't ask him how old they were, but he was an engineer for GE. And he was up there for like six months working. He works for GE in Sao Paulo. And he was up in uh, Mexico City on like a six-month job, basically. And all these girls were friends with his wife, who came to visit him alone. Which I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. They're like, ah, oh, it's Brazilian. I'm like, yeah, I was like, that's totally a Brazilian thing. You know, because where's your wife? 
Uh, you know, it's like one dude and his wife's four friends. <laughs> right. Uh, so, um, but uh, to them, it probably meant more than it meant to me. Pay, you know, hold it down because at the end of the day, what's a hundred pesos to me? Like six bucks. <laughs> And if there was a canal ride here in the U.S., they'd be charging you a shitload more than six bucks to ride on it. Yes, right, right. You know? All right, <laughs> like when the Asbury Park Canal would probably charge at least twenty. Uh, easily, <laughs> easily. With the cost of insurance and everything, it's ten dollars one way, twenty dollars <laughs> round trip, thirty-five for an all-day pass. <laughs> It's like sitting there haggling. It's like, dude. <laughs> it's like, but so, we were talking about one, but it's like, yeah, it, the Brazilian money is more valuable than this, but it's not as good of a deal as the American money. I was like, yep. I was like, oh, this is just bullshit to me. <laughs> I didn't say that, but that's what it's like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting there freaking getting all. The funny thing is, you run it. There was a guy at customs that I was in line with in uh, Houston. He was alone. He was coming back from from business down there. He lived in Denver. But he works for uh, Tyson Krupp. You know, they're big elevator. They make elevators, but they also do a bunch of other stuff, I guess, like a big engineering firm otherwise. Yeah. And he's an engineer. And um, they're bidding on a project in Alabama, but Tyson Krupp, doesn't have the staffing in the U.S. offices to do it there, but they got a huge office in Mexico City. And I'm sure what the reason they do, just the same reason that guy who works for GE and was up there on a six-month job, these international corporations have these really big offices there because you could basically pay two or three engineers for the price of one engineer in America down there. You know? Okay. Because, like, what? Say an engineer's getting a hundred thousand here, you can pay him fifty thousand dollars down there, and he's still living like a king. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cost of living, yeah, right, is huge. Yeah, because that's a. I mean, I didn't say that that was the reason why, but I'm sure that's the reason why. You know, huge international American company that's been on a project in Alabama that's doing all the the real. Uh, engineering labor down in Mexico City, it's because they can pay those guys cheaper and they're living just as good of a life as you can live for the American equivalent. You can get more guys that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So so I was on a canal and that's when I finally had a Michelada. But I had already had roasted corn. So when the corn boat came up, one of the girls on the boat got the got the corn. But I didn't eat corn at that point because I'd already eating corn like an hour before that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Even you have your limits on how much, yeah. how much corn you can eat in a day. But everything... See, you can bring on your own beer and snacks and all that, but I didn't even have anything like that because I was just... You know, because I didn't know whether I was going to get on it or not, you know? Yeah. But, but the boats... Boats pull up selling food and beers and everything, you know? Okay. And then they got mariachi bands that are on boats. And, like, you can get the mariachi band to hop on your boat and play for you. And we saw that. Then they have, like, we saw a mariachi band that just stand on the bank, I guess, just hoping people will give them tips, you know? 
Okay. That was pretty. That, it ended up being pretty fun, you know. How did right the hour or so? How's how's the boat being propelled down the canal? Like a gondolier, dude with a paddle. Okay. Stand up on the back end with a paddle. And then rudder. He's got a rudder. Yeah, he's, he's got a little rudder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all manpower, basically. Okay. So it's a nice leisurely, nice yeah. leisurely ride. Yep. And there's so many boats out there, and it's like a big. People have they had, you know, people are basically having parties on these boats too. You know, you see people are probably having birthday parties, like little kids, and you saw like there's a boat and they had like a DJ and they were freaking really jamming out. You know? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, like it. It looks like if you had a few friends, it would be a really fun. Like it, if I go back to Mexico City and go back with some friends, I I would friggin' go do something like that. You know? Yeah. It was fun as hell, you know. So, uh, I'll get back to why I was up, right? Which was friggin' awesome. Wait more. Fun. I've never been in a WWF match, WWE, but I wanted to. When I was little, my dad take me because he thought it was stupid. You know? <laughs> and then I think he knew I would grow out of it because, like, the next year when they came back, I had no interest in going because I didn't care about wrestling anymore because I was now 10. Right. <laughs> right. Which killed me when I was in college, and there were guys in college that like wrestling, which blew me away even more that now there are guys who are older than us who are into wrestling. Matt Soap lives still to this day, lives for his WWE. Yeah. Uh, it now he's got me. kids. He's got yeah, kids. Yeah, so he's living through them on top of it. But but if he had no kids, he didn't have he would, kids, he didn't have kids for a good 15 years, or a good yeah. 20 years between being a 10-year-old. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, no, that's fine, but it still blows me away. It still blows me away when you see guys who are freaking my age who are all wrapped up in video games. That freaking shit blows me away. You know? Yeah. Um... It's just so accessible now, you know, like you can do it on your own time and everything is and and with the WWE stuff, it's all pay-per-view. So you got to get an adult to buy into it anyway. There's no yeah. 10-year-old kid who's who's you know, can afford Yeah. a pay-per-view and they do that once every month. So Yeah, I know. I know. We were Yeah, so um but but I had to go for the experience that I didn't. You know maybe I would maybe I would have fun if I went to a WWE match. I had good seats or something. But the thing down there was fun as hell. Like it's friggin' outrageous. I have to send you that video of the guy shooting off the friggin' confetti cannon, which took me by surprise. It seemed to take him by surprise, but it's so over the top. Then they have like these dancing girls. Every time they introduce somebody, you know they got this big production. But then, like, before the last major match, which was the two guys that actually weren't wearing masks for the world, the championship of the universe, I believe it said on the poster. Um, so, you know, it was big for the championship yeah. of the universe. Wait, to, is that like a qualification in order to be the championship of the champion of the universe? You can't have a mask? I, I doubt it's that you can't wear a mask. It's just that these not all, not all luchadors are masked guys you know oh really yeah that's what i that's what i well when i got out there i 
got out there like near the end of the first match, and one of the guys in that match wasn't wearing a mask, you know? Okay. Um, but the two guys in the final match, Volador Jr. and um, El Ultimo Warrior, Guerrero, which means the ultimate warrior in Spanish. <laughs> okay. Neither right. of them were masked. Um, but uh, Wait, give me his name again. Altimo Guerrero. Guerrero means warrior. Altimo. U L T I M O. He was the champion. He lost to Volador Jr. that night. Yeah. Altimo Guerrero. All right. Uh, Oh, but it looks like. So let's see. Uh, Jose Gutierrez Hernandez, better known as his ring name, Altimo Guerrero, is a Mexican luchador. Uh, currently working in the Sanjejo Mundial de la Lucha Libre. Yeah, CCML. Yeah, okay. CML. Yeah, that's they even that's that's the big that's their WWE down there. All right, he has also made appearances in in Total Nonstop Action. Um. Anyway, NWA World Historic Middleweight Champion. Uh, TNA is the is a yeah. A lot of these guys. I looked up some of the guys that wrestled that night. Some of them have wrestled in WWE and stuff. You know, okay. right. like you remember Ray Mysterio? He originally came from down there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this shows that he is. Oh, okay. So he has been unmasked. He was a a masked wrestler. And yeah. at some point in 2014, he became unmasked. The much-anticipated hyped and hyped mask versus mask match between Guerrero and uh, Atlantis, uh, who must be another guy, at the 80th anniversary show never came to fruition as the two were defeated. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Who instead advanced on January 14th. Guerrero worked his Fantastic Mania. So I guess once you lose your mask, I can't find where he lost his mask. But Well, I know one of the big things is them trying to unmask you during a match. And I did see a guy get unmasked, but I'm sure he's worn a mask since. Because the other thing, when they were introducing that guy, and he was he was my favorite character. He was, um, he, he was the American. He was a foreigner. He actually was an American. Uh, what was his name? Dan Adonis, I think it was. And he was trolling everybody with all. The, he comes out waving an American flag that's got a big picture of Donald Trump in the middle of it. Oh, I know this guy. <laughs> I've heard of this guy. Yeah, and um, he was. And they took his mask off. But when they were showing him, same with Volador Jr., the, who who fought without a mask, the images they were showing on the uh, big screen, invariably had him with a mask and without a mask. And I think he might even walked into the ring with a mask. And then took it off when he got into the ring. You know? Okay. All right. Yeah. So Daniel Adonis is the uh, is the guy you're talking about. Yeah, Dan Adonis. He was just listed as there. Um, yeah, and he trolled everybody. And, all, and the funny thing is, this is another thing. Um, down there... Uh, and it took me the second match to realize what was going on because I only came in near the end of the first match. The second match was was the women. And 
most of the matches were three on three, except for the final one, you know? And uh, so when the, the ladies were wrestling, wait, 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 down. hold on, hold on, hold on. Three on three tag teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Um, really? That's the whole card? Is that they just have a bunch of tag team matches? Yeah, most of them were tag team. Ah, that's I think all of them, but that final match was was a te- were tag team matches. Okay, um, all right. So, uh, so they went down. They pinned them, and they and the referee raises the hands. I was like, oh well, this is over. But then they start wrestling again. And I was like, oh, they're wrestling more. I just thought it might have been like part of the show, like you know, like after the wrestling match you see here. You know, they'll, they might still fight after it's over, you know, the bitter feelings, you know, when they're doing the production, you know? Right. And, um, but then someone gets pinned again, they raise the other team's hand, and then the, and then a girl comes out with a card, you know, it says Kahe 3, which is Fall 3. They don't tell you when it's Fall 1 or Fall 2, just Fall 3. And it's like, oh, they do three falls. And I was like, finally, because when I was a kid, I used to watch wrestling. And then before the match, they'd always get up there and say, this match is scheduled for one fall. Uh, and I used to laugh at it because I was like, when the hell else is it ever not one fall? Right. Because, you know, it was always one fall. But they'd always say it's scheduled for one fall. I was like, Lucha Libre, it's three falls out of here. Very nice. <laughs> and all the matches were three falls. Um, and I, and the funny thing is, let me, let me just, I'll just wrap up in the Lucha Libre and this will be all we got to talk about. Um, so like there was a little boy sitting behind me and I wish I could see what he looked like cause it was funny as hell. Um, so like when the girls were fighting, one of the big female stars was a wrestler named Marcella. Uh, and I hit a little boy behind me, and then they showed her up on the, the screen, like, saying some message, telling people, like, a commercial for more wrestling or something, you know? Okay. And he's like, and the little boy behind me, I just hear him, he's like, Marcella, you know? <laughs> Marcella. And then there was a big match later on, which involved um, three guys who are good guys versus three bad guys, and it was... I forget. It was um, the two big ones were Caristico and Mystico. And actually, the guy who's Caristico used to be Mystico, but he left to come up to WWE, and he was in WWE a couple of years late for a couple of years, and then went back. And I, you know, Mystico. A lot of times they'll take the same character, and other people will play them. You know. Okay. All right. Well, if they're so masked. Now it's Caristico, right. even though he was, yeah. It, even though he's not, and everybody knows he's not the original Mystico, that Mystico, it's just that they have these legends, you know? But like, but Mystico is, Caristico's a big star, obviously, because the guy's playing Caristico was a huge star when he was Mystico, which is how he got signed with WWE. But, uh, but they really love Mystico, so the little boy behind me, I hear him, he's like, Mystico! And every time they pull some cheap shot, I'm like, no, Mystico! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really pissed off because I never did get a look at him because once it was finally time, like the end of the at the end of the championship of the universe, the uh, the 
the little uh, everybody starts friggin' bum rushing the front of the the front area like where I was because they're trying to get autographs and everything from the wrestlers because they come out right there, you know, right to the railing. But um, so anyway, like uh, one of the things they told you about why you wanted to. Uh, I think it, it was during the Mystico match was the first time this happened. It happened twice that night. At the end of the Mystico match, when they won, all of a sudden, people start bombarding the ring, you know, with stuff, you know, shiny objects. And I turned the lady next to me. I was like, pesos? And she's like, yeah. And she was she was there with her husband and her daughter, you know, and she gives her the daughter pesos to throw in. And I was like, oh, all right. And the, the funny thing is... The scene later on when the wrestler, who's one of the wrestlers that's in the ring, you know, a guy just wrestles, gets a cup, like a beer cup, and he's on his hands and knees picking up all the pesos in the ring. <laughs> uh, That'd be great. So then later on, at the end of the, yeah, it was just, just a fucking kind of a surreal image. Right. You know, like, it's like, uh, it's Imagine always, like, at the end of your... Script. Imagine at the end of your your oral arguments at the Fifth Circuit, uh, the people from the uh, from the gallery just start throwing change up across the bar, and oh. at, the, at the end of the arguments, you you go and pick up what you know what what's a, what amounts to your tips. <laughs> yeah, that's why I hate strip clubs, and I always think that's the most degrading part of strip clubs. You know, if you got a strip club and a girl comes out there on the main stage, and afterwards she has to go around and pick up the dollars. <laughs> Oh, I never see that. I, I've never been to a strip club, so I don't, I don't know that part. <laughs> yeah. That is the most degrading part of the strip club. I was like, oh. I was like, it's like you know, out there and everybody's oh, and then and then the music stops and they're going around picking their dollar bills up from the right. stage. Um, so at the end of the championship of the universe, everybody started throwing pesos. So I said, "Fuck it," I threw. Some pesos in because I was like, I gotta get in on this, you know. But um, one of the tips why they said you want to get close was because you never know the action can come right by you. And I was like the fourth seat in, in the second row where I was, and we're having the championship of the universe. The guys right there at the railing by us, Volador Jr. and Altimo Guerrero comes and just knocks him over the railing right into the aisle right next to us. Nice. <laughs> It's like, whoa, this is awesome. <laughs> like with the um, Dan Adonis guy, they took his friggin' Trump flag, they took it and they threw it out into the crowd, and he had to go back out into the crowd and friggin' gather it from some regular fan out there. <laughs> and then he flipped off the crowd, which was great. Ah. <laughs> uh, so that was great. And then I went outside afterwards. So the thing ends, you know, and yeah. it disperses. And, um, you know, I'm going through the main exit. And on the main exit, you know, which is probably about, I don't know, 50, 30 yards wide or so, you know, uh, there's, there's uh, box offices on either side of it. But it's not like a box office here. It's very... Very rudimentary. It's basically just like a little window cut into the building, you know? Okay. Um, but next to each, next to the box office, they have posters. And there's a huge poster for the thing we were there for tonight, which was the uh, 
uh, Spectacular Viernes, the Friday Spectacular. Okay. Um, and that poster had to be like six by three feet. You know, it was huge. Um, but I see these Mexican guys, and they were probably like, they look like they could have been like college age or something. Just, you know. Uh, college age, but not college students, I'm guessing, you know? Okay. And they're happy because they just took down one of the posters and they're rolling it up, you know? And it was a smaller poster. Uh, and I'm like, oh, so I get the idea because walk, I walk out right at the corner, you know, where the where at the end where the building is right there, where I'm walking right where the box office is where these guys are doing that and they're psyched. And I'm like, well, screw that. I might as well take this big poster right here. So I turn it in. I see them. They're all happy because they got that poster and they're rolling it up. And I was like, hey. I was like, Aoudame, you know, help me, you know. That <laughs> like, poster is like, like, no. I was like, come on, Aoudame, gringo, you know. And like, no, no, no. Because even they, they're like probably afraid they're going to get busted for trying to take down the poster, you know. Right. The big one. And it, yeah, the big one. And I turn around and there's a a woman and her boyfriend or whatever and they're and they're already taken down. I'm like, ah fuck. So I walked down to to the other end of the exit because I knew it was in the box. I was like, well, I should go see if there's a poster down there. And I go and they got the one the same one that those guys took down, the smaller one that, that the guys were taking down when I got there, it's still up. And I was like, Well fuck that. I'm gonna take this one. So I start friggin' you know, it's got a million pieces of masking tape all around it. So I'm slightly doing it, taking it down. No one cares, you know? Right, right. No, it, all, thousands of people let out right there. The cops don't bother you at all. I'm thinking maybe they'll fuck with me because I'm a gringo. No one cares. I take it down, I wrap it up, I roll it up, and then I go start buying my stuff, you know? And I, I go buy some mask, you know, and... um first mask I saw was like one of the orange masks and I was like well I gotta buy that because it's orange but then I saw a couple of purple and gold masks back there which were um, I was like well I gotta get that for Jacob I'll get one for Jordan you know and uh, so I worked a deal because the mask I bought was kind of fancy it was like 250 pesos you know and then the purple ones I think he wanted you know at the end I think he was gonna want like 500 or something for all of them or 600 or something you know okay um. So, I was like, "All right, well, give me." And what I did learn was that Purpulo is not purple, even though I've learned that Purpulo is purple in Spanish. But it mustn't be because I kept saying Purpulo e oro, and he was showing me silver and gold and all this other shit in gold, but not, not purple and gold. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw the ones I wanted back there. I'm like, right there, you know, and um. So then I was like, all three, and I think I might give him four or 500 pesos, you know? Okay. And he agreed to that. But right next to him is a person selling these um, these little, like, ceramic or something uh, bust of, luch- of luchadors, you know? And they looked really cool. And I was like, well, I want one of those for myself. And I'm like, how much? And he's like, 70, you know, say tenta uh, pesos. I was like, well... Two for uh, uh, CN Vente, you know? Trying to swing a deal. Or CN, I said. Offered him 100, thinking he'd 
meet me in the middle. He's like, no, no, no. And I was like, eh, fuck it. You know, so I bought two of them, and he didn't give me a break, but big deal. I mean, it ended up being like, you know, maybe $4 a piece for him, you know? Right, right. Um, And the thing is, I don't know if that guy made them, but somebody makes these things, you know, like they're hand done, you know? Because they, they got a little mark on them. Maybe he's the guy making them, which is the only reason why. I was like, eh, because it's a cooler object anyway. So I paid 140 for that. But then I come across and I see another orange mask, and I just buy it because what the fuck, you know? Um, and then I'm, I got all this shit. I'm like, man, how much money did I spend tonight? And I start doing math. I'm like, with everything, you know, not the ticket because the ticket I'd already bought. The ticket was like 30-something dollars which is probably one of the most expensive things I paid for in Mexico. Um, one individual thing. And then I started thinking, I was like, oh, maybe I spent like $40 a night. Big fucking deal. <laughs> right. You got about six luchador masks, a couple yeah. little tiny statuettes, probably four or five pieces of corn. <laughs> yeah. I did not eat any corn there, but I did eat a hot dog, and I had a, I had a couple of beers inside, which were – Basically four beers because they pour two bottles of beer in every time you get the beer, you know, and the beers were 80 pesos, which is, you know, like four to 450 or something, you know, which it's funny. Next day I'm in line with the kid at the baseball game. I'm talking about, oh, how cheap the beer is. And I guess he couldn't even he spoke English very well, but I guess he couldn't even contemplate the the friggin um, exchange rate. Cause I was like, yeah, I paid like 80 pesos for beer last night. It was great. And I was like, you know how much that would cost in America? He's like, probably like five bucks. I was like, five bucks? That's like ten fucking dollars. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which it is. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I was happy. Because I remember it was like 2000 when it was like $4 to get a beer at the football game. You know? Yeah. Uh, but then I walk around the corner. It's after midnight at this point, and Most stuff is cleared out. But I walk around the corner. And I'm rolling up the map again. I got all my stuff. I was like, I should go see if I can get that big poster. So I come back around. And most of the vendors are gone at this point. No one's hanging out there anymore. There's a few people that are wrapping up their stuff, just hanging out. Um, and like families, because a lot of vendors are down there with their families, you know. And um, I start getting up there, trying to take it down. And I'm like, oh, it's probably going to be really hard to do this. I'm going to need help because it's... It's up like, you know, the top of it's taped up probably like eight to nine feet high, you know. I'm standing on steps to get the the side that's closest to the entrance, you know. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I get halfway up there and I realize it's two fucking posters. And I was like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> it's like, cause I was like, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to deal with this bullshit. I just took a picture because there were a couple of little kids. I was like. I was like, really, what was the end game going to be? I was going to ask these little kids if I could hold them on my shoulders and take down the poster for me on the side I couldn't reach. You know? Hey, you over here, you hold my masks. You yeah. over here, hold my statuettes. You over here, get on my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, wait, isn't that the gringo who was running around taking pictures of everybody before? <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it was a good idea because that probably would cost me $500 to get framed. Right, knowing you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I took it to a different place this time, and um, 
the guy, you know, I was like, dude, I just kind of want to frame myself. I need help because when I got home, I laid it to flatten it out on the table to look at it. And um, I tried to take all the rest of the masking tape. You know, when the masking tape stays on something for too long, it gets a little gummy when you take it off. Yeah. Which sucks. I had it wrapped up in a – I went and bought a poster tube the next morning. But it wasn't until I was in America where I was back home. And it was gummy, but I took it to a place. And um, the guy ended up charging me like 70 bucks, which wasn't bad at all. You where'd, know? where'd you get a, a store that would sell you a poster tube? I went, there's office depots down there. Are there really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's where they the all went. sucks. You know, I mean, I had to, it, was a, it was a 93 peso poster tube, but I, because it's a project tube, it's got a strap on. I was looking, I was like, just something to mail, you know, and he, and he had me come to the computer and put it in myself. He had it for English search and they didn't have that. So I just bought that because I was like, I really don't want this with the strap and everything, but I just need to get it back to the States because that was my big um, score. Now i got it hanging in my den. I sent you a photo of that, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks good. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I guess to wrap up, so that wraps up Lucha Libre. I got a, I got a couple of remnants of it. Got the... Got the little luchador bust hanging over my doorway, you know. So it's kind of cool. On Monday, I went to the pyramids, and as I got on the bus to go out to the pyramids, I'm wearing my Syracuse shirt, and I hear this couple, and they're like, "Look, Syracuse." And so I was like, "I was like, what about Syracuse?" They're like, and the guy turns around. It's a girl and a guy, and the guy turns around. He's wearing a Syracuse baseball cap, and uh. He's like, we went to Syracuse. I was like, oh, what year? And they're like, 2010. And I was like, oh, I'm 99. <laughs> and it was James and Nisha. When we got off, when we got off at Teotihuacan, I spoke to them for a little bit. Got some photos with them. It was posted to the Two Sorry Excuses Instagram page. I saw that. Good looking. Good looking couple. Good looking couple. Yeah. And then actually, when I got up to one of the. The Temple of the Moon, I didn't post this picture because it's a really crappy selfie. I get up to the top of the Temple of the Moon, or not to the top, as far as I'll let you go, which is only halfway up. And um, ladies, like, they had two older ladies, like, probably in their 50s or so. Like, oh, you went to Syracuse? I'm like, yeah. And one lady's like, yeah, my son goes there. I was like, oh, really? And she's like, "Uh," I was like, what years? She's like, he's a freshman. So I don't know if he's a freshman now, like this week, or just ended freshman year because no one was in school in July, unless you were in summer school, you know? Right. They, and other, I was like, oh, well, we got to get a selfie. And the other lady's like, well, do I count? Because my sister got her master's there. I was like, oh, and it turns out they were from Homer, New York. Oh, no kidding. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. So it's like you wear the Syracuse shirt and it brings the world together, man. And I was really psyched that the two Syracuse kids were on the bus. This is why, because that was another one of these things. There was a, I came across a blog run by some girl talking about how to take public transportation to pyramids, how to get to the pyramids without having to go in a tour group. And I fucking hate tour groups. And the other reason, and one of her big reasons to, to do it too is, for one, you get to go when you want. You get to leave when you want, and you're not being brought to some, like, roadside souvenir stand where they're trying to hustle you shit. Because you know that's what they're going to do on these tour buses, you know? Yeah. 
So, um, so this girl had a blog telling where you got to. So, so I looked it up. It was easy enough. You just took the subway to this big train station. You went up there, and you buy the round trip ticket, which was fifty pesos each way. So I bought the tickets, you know, and I gave her the lady a two hundred peso note. And this is this is the funny thing. Um, as I texted this to you uh, when I was down there. I get on the bus, you know, and I'm sitting there, and the bus is ready to pull away, and I realize she shorted me 50 pesos. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, ah, that's like $2.90. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, well, I'm glad to see other Syracuse people are more adventurous, that they're just gone out on their own, you know? Ah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Overall, <laughs> two thumbs up? Oh, two enthusiastic thumbs up. All right, man. Very good. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I, go I, back, and I go back there very soon. Yeah, I don't know if I'd venture there myself. There's places really? I'd venture myself. I don't know if that's one of them. I don't yeah, know that's one. Of them. I mean, it sounds like I, a great time. I contemplated it until I, you know, the funny thing about taking the bus and all that stuff. That's the other thing I wanted to say. When I was on the boats with those Brazilians, I was talking to. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go there tomorrow," and it's like. um one of the reasons, also, like the girl's tip in the, on the blog was um, make sure you get there by a certain time because you want to be there before 1030 because that's when all the tourists get out there. When I left, which was like a two-something, the place was overrun with tourists. You know, there was a lot of people when I got there, but there wasn't nearly as many. It was comparatively empty to when I left. I'm like, yeah, thank God I did because you got to climb. You don't. You know, to experience, you want to climb up these pyramids, and they're pain ass to climb up. The last thing you want to do is have 50 people in line in front of you who are all struggling because, you know, it's hard enough for you to do it on your own. But, like, when you got all those people are going to take extra long because they really shouldn't be climbing 200 feet up. You know? Right, right. Um, but one of the girls, she's like, oh, I think you should take um, – I think you should take the tour bus because that's what we're going to do. You know, it just seems safer. And I'm like, I said to him, I was like, if this girl in that blog can do it, I can fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I never thought about going there until it just popped up on Google Flights as a place to go, you know? Yeah. No, I get I I get it. I get it. Yeah. it. Sounds like it sounds like a great place. I I probably just want to do that with with a with a running mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing why I always did short trips too because when you're alone, you know, it gets boring alone, you know? Yeah. Now, I've been places alone. I went to Antigua by myself. Um, yeah. And had a great time. Hung out, stayed on the beach, ate dinner. Yeah. Um that if I'm gonna go by myself, I'm probably gonna skew more towards like a relaxing hideaway kind of vacation. Yeah, that's just kind of where my comfort comfort zone is, you know. Yeah, no, I get you, man. I'm um, I'm a city guy, you know. So it was cool. Like I like cities, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. And, um that's all you got. Yeah, that's all I have for now, man. All right. I mean, we went pretty long tonight, so. Yeah, yeah, but it was, 
Yeah, well worth. But at least we got this out of the way, and then we can we can do the hog show at some point. Oh shit, we got to do the hog show. All right. Yeah, yeah, let's do that next week. Yeah, get uh, get that all queued up for me, will you? Yeah, I mean you can do Wednesday. I'll throw out a couple options to BP Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, I'll text you a bunch of dates. What's next week? I'm not sure. What's today's date? Today's the 17th, so 24th is next Wednesday, Thursday. That works for me. I'm wide open on the 24th. All right. Should work for me. Cool. Cool. All right. All right, man. Well, with apologies to uh, Girk's brother, we will catch you guys next week. Buenos dias, Fredo. Buenos noches. Thank you.